How's it going, everybody? You are listening to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and on today's show, we have got French painter Edouard Manet and former reality television star and model Anna Nicole Smith. It was a fascinating episode. If you want to check out the performers, you can check out Anna Nicole Smith on Instagram at Lobster Bisque or at the Rebecca Robles Show. And you can check out Edouard Manet on his sketch team Newport at the Magnet Theater. And, uh, you know, all my stuff you can find at jaredbrandstein.com. Uh, rate and review the podcast. Tell your friends. Leave a comment. And uh, check out my videos. They are up. They're going up every Tuesday on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So subscribe to those things. Hit us up at Famous Dead People already for Brooklyn.org. And don't forget that you can check out the freshest episodes of Famous Dead People every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. And lastly, don't forget to buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is hilarious and it is out and available. So I don't know. For now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Anna Nicole Smith and Edouard Manet only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous Dead People. Oh, you know. Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. The story stuck in the head. You're gonna hear awful for me, even though all these my guests today on Famous Dead People are 19th century French modernist painter, a pivotal figure in the transition from realism to impressionism, Edouard Manet. Hi, so no, good sorry. to be here. No, uh, Anna Nicole, that's not oh, you yet. Sorry. Uh, sorry, that was Edouard Manet. Uh, sorry, so 19th century French modernist painter, a pivotal figure in the transition from realism to impressionism, Edouard Monet. Manet. No. Oh, sorry. Mr. Monet. Mr. Monet. Oui. I'm here, yes. Okay, thank you. And Hello, yes. we also have 20th century American model, actress, and Hello. television. <laughs> now, Mr. Manet, yes. you know that that's not you. Ah, I know. Are you just trying to get back at her for stealing your introduction? I was. I'm sorry. It's okay. petty. That's what's petty. So we have a, a painter, Edouard Manet, and... 20th century American model, actress, and television personality, 1983. And painter. 19, oh, did you paint, Anna I Nicole? did. I painted. I used to paint. I didn't know that. But I'm dead now. Well, but, but now you're back, which is great. <gasps> oh! So, okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I feel like we're, we're skipping over the introductions here. So American model, actress, television personality, 1993, Playmate of the Year, Anna Nicole Smith. Hi. We've Hi. got Anna Nicole Smith. We've got Mr. Manet. Thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Oh, thank you for having thank me. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Is my mic okay? Your mic's great. Oh, uh, I felt like you were stressed out about no, it. No, 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 no. Everything's great. You guys Jared, are doing... Thank you for accommodating my request to be here with Anna Nicole Smith. Mm. Yes, I was actually really uh, curious about how well that lined up because I booked you oui. and you said if I could get Anna Nicole Smith, that would be great. And Otherwise, then, then my out. email came in from Anna Nicole Smith that said that she was available for the show. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, just one of those happy coincidences oh. that happen in, in show business sometimes. I sent you know? an email. <laughs> You sure did, Anna Nicole. I'm very, I did. Very, very pleased. You sure did. Uh, let's start off with you, Anna Nicole. Uh, so soon. Yes, of course. Uh, so you first started getting notoriety in 1993. You were 26 years old. You no. Were, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> All false. All false. None of this is right. No, I started like way sooner than that. Way earlier than that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what did you think? Because this is like the first time that 
the world really knew who you were was you were the playmate of the year 1993 but you're saying that you were notorious people yeah. knew you before mm-hmm. that oh yeah like at least 89 89 what was going on in 89 i would go to the store mm-hmm. and i would buy tv dinners okay and i just bought the most in my town so people knew me <laughs> people knew you because you bought so many more tv dinners than everybody else yeah they'd They'd see me coming in, and they'd be like, oh, God, here she is. <laughs> well, that's not really... I was a real community fixture. Oh, yes. I'm sure a local hero, Anna Nicole Smith, yeah. of course. So, 89. 89. But I'm talking about, you know, with people in Chicago and New York and L.A. Like, when did people know you in those cities as opposed to where you live? Right. 89. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. Like, it's just... If if I had said to somebody in say, I don't know Boston, Massachusetts in '89, you know, hey, did you check out Anna Nicole Smith? And they probably would have said who you're talking about, right? That was so long. Everything you said was so long. I sort of took a rest. Kind of drifted out Jared, a little bit. Jared, I that took was a rest. pretty long. I it apologize. was really long. It was so long. Ed, you're gonna love this. It was so long. Oh, I like that, Ed. I like it. It was so long that my contacts got dry because oh, no. I just stared so straight at you. They got dry. It was. You they know, were gonna peel off. I thought that you were doing a great job of paying attention to me. It turns out you're, you're just having trouble with your contacts. Yeah, and you. What you said was too long. I guess it was too long. Okay, well, I'll try to keep it shorter in the future. Thank you. Please. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about your early life. Anna Nicole Smith. Okay. Uh, so you grew up in Houston, Texas. Yes. Uh, your Wikipedia doesn't say a lot about when you were young. It says you dropped out of high school mm-hmm. after failing freshman year, and you started working at a restaurant called Jim's Crispy Fried Chicken. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So let's talk about why you dropped out of high school. Um, you know, were you not taking it seriously? Did you fail out because? You just weren't a good student, or did you have other priorities? Jared, I can see that this is already too long. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Ooh, and save me. I guess, um, let's do the short version. <laughs> Why did you fail out of freshman year high school? I want to say, it's just I was more of an abstract learner, mm. and everything in my high school was so by the book. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I needed more, like, painting and, like, drawing and mm-hmm. and sort of like open essays okay and everything was so by the book oh it's such a shame that we didn't have that kind of open-ended education system yet like today we could send you to a montessori school yeah. someplace where they kind of tailor the education Delicious. to you <laughs> you know that i heard once years ago that at harvard one of the questions to like get your doctorate was just why and then you were supposed to write your term paper. Ooh, interesting. Isn't that so stupid? With you. <laughs> How it's so stupid of Harvard. I it's so really stupid. It's very pretentious. And I Nicole, know, it's so stupid. You were just bemoaning not having a more open-ended education. Right. Wouldn't that not be the kind of question that you thought you would thrive yeah, in? as a high schooler. Oh, but in not Houston. <laughs> But at Harvard. Harvard. At Harvard. At Harvard. They're supposed to have higher standards then. Yeah. Okay, I understand. They should give you like a math problem or something. Mm. I know. I know. You obviously went on to a career in modeling and acting. Mm -hmm. Was that something that you were thinking about when you dropped out of high school? Were you like, 
that's what I'm going to do? Or were you like, I'm dropping out and I'm doing something. I don't know. We're going to figure it out. Yeah, I had a real like Jenna Jameson kinship. Like we both wanted more. Do you know who that is? Jenna Jameson. Don't act like you Manet? don't know who that is. Because I want to make sure I'm not, I'm getting it correct. She <laughs> is a pornographic she actress. She was correct? a pornographic actress. And gotcha. then she became a legitimate actress. Ooh, okay. She was on a, t- she was in a TV movie based on Stephen King book uh, called um, The Tommyknockers. The Tommyknockers. Oh. The, the Tommyknockers. Was she gotcha. Tommy? She, I think she was a knockers. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> kind of walked into that yeah, one. Oh I feel like we walked I into had that to one. Do it. I set I him up. I set him up. Okay. So. Um, but I had a kinship with her in that life. Did you know each other back then? Is this, yes, is it we Houston, used to Texas? write to each other. Oh, fun. Okay. So you're pen pals with Jenna Jameson. Yeah. And my she others. was not into porn yet, right? Sure. Okay. Now I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone's into porn. No, I mean, in porn, like physically in porn. <gasps> oh. Yeah. That's not for me to say. Okay, so she may or may not have been doing porn at this time, but you're corresponding with her because you feel like a kindred spirit. Yes, okay. And I, but yeah, we wanted bigger things. But we both knew we'd be stars beyond mm. our high schools. Yes, of course. Beyond your small towns. Yeah, even though I was a big deal in my town. Yes. Because yes, of the TV mentioned. dinners. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How and many 89. TV dinners do you think I could shoplift um, in my Daisy Dudes. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. We thought that you were wrinkle. buying. There's a new wrinkle here. We thought you were buying these TV dinners. Buying, but you're saying you were notorious for stealing, stealing TV dinners. I, I mixed it up. Okay. You can't always steal, but you can't always buy. Gotcha. Is my mic too hot? No, you're great. Okay. You're great, Anna Nicole. Uh, you're saying you can't always buy TV dinners. Okay, no. my guess, at the, and this is a high guess. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Nine TV dinners you can smuggle out in your in your Daisy in Dukes. Your Daisy Dukes. And Jared. Oh gosh, you know what? I'm gonna be conservative. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say five TV dinners. Oh, what do the callers think? What's up? Oh, the, what the, the, the switchboard think? is lighting up. This isn't a call-in show, so we okay, can't. Okay, what am I looking at? Can't actually ask. Wait, you mean this is it? This is it. <laughs> oh, what do you mean this no. is it? What do you mean? It's just gonna be the three. Are you upset that it's only be the three of us? We can't call anybody else. We can call anybody that we want. We just nobody's gonna call into the show because there's no live Is number. Is anyone listening? So people were listening. They'll listen in the future when, oh, when I put the episode God. on the internet. God. Are you okay? I think I just thought this was gonna be more community. Oh. I'm really into the community. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, you know what? I really want to spend some time talking to uh, Edouard Monet. Uh, Manet. 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 Sorry. Uh, so we're just going to pivot over to him just a moment, and then we will address the issues of of whether we can make you more comfortable on the show. Okay. Anna Nicole. Uh, so as I mentioned in your intro, uh, Monsieur Manet, mm. uh, you were a pivotal figure in the transition from realism to impressionism, mm. uh, but you were almost not a painter, and I did not know this. <gasps> so you were... <laughs> I know what the waste almost. It's, uh, yes. I mean, obviously he became a painter, so we don't need to be that uh, oh shocked about Real it. sliding door scenario. It is oh, my God. Oh very my close God. seeing. It's okay. So, um, so in you're born in 1832 to a rich and very well connected family. Your mm. father was a French judge who expected you. You could just say judge I to think go to law school. Have. What's that? Well, maybe not everybody knew. Okay. I but I have to say it was he was described as a French judge in the Wikipedia because I think your mom was from Switzerland or something, and so they wanted to differentiate between the two. Okay. You know he could have come from somewhere else just because you were. Born I'm sorry. In I'm France. still like. I'm still like 
My hackles are up ever since you called me Monet. I'm so sorry about that, but that has to happen often. He's not blind. It happens very often. Wait, what? He's not blind. Monet was blind. I don't think Monet was blind. He was a (gasps) painter. (laughs) I mean, his eyesight was bad. He was blind. I don't think he was blind. I don't think he was blind. He was! Okay, so why do you think everything was so blurry? Am I being unbelieved? If you're if 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 your painting <laughs> was not blurry, Monet was not blind. He Are was you not blind. Me? He might have been farsighted or, or nearsighted. He or was something. legally blind. Legally blind is different than blind. Though. I think you are thinking of a different. No. <laughs> oh my god. You know what? We can look it up later. We'll look it up during the break and we'll see if you're right. Someone called. I've had Monet on the show and he I don't think that he brought it up. Then the fact he that did he... it wrong. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Edouard Manet. Okay, so uh, your father's a French drug. He wanted you to go into law school. His brother, your uncle, encouraged you to pursue painting instead. Is that right? Oui. I, okay. was, uh, I was this 13-year-old boy when I got interested in uh, art. Uh, well, yeah, I saw on the uh, the Wikipedia that when you were 13, your uncle uh, enrolled you in a special special drawing course uh, when you were 13 years old. And so he, he really was the figure. You've got in... the broad strokes, but the details are a little off. This is a wonderful painting pun that you're dropping on my show. I don't want you to know. Uh, you caught me. Manet, that I appreciate. You caught me. That was on purpose. And uh, Anna Nicole was being a model guest. Oh. Totally <laughs> quiet. I was being totally quiet. Oh, and good. And good. You're, you're wonderful. And so my uncle yes. gave me a postcard that said, if you can draw this turtle, uh, copy this turtle, send it <gasps> in, mm-hmm. and, as, and we will send you art materials if our judges deem that your turtle is acceptable. That's this in is... the back of Playboy. The, also, wait, what? Yes. It endured. It was an enduring way to get into uh, uh, yeah, art Yeah, a schools. lot of, uh, it, you know, I've seen commercials for this same art test where oui. they say draw the turtle. Wait, oui, art test, thing, yeah, wait, wait, wait. But what, what I want to know was, so he's your uncle, right? Your dad wants you to be a lawyer. His brother... <laughs> sort of diverts your course. Uh-huh. Was this sort of like, do you think that your uncle was trying to like stick it to your dad? Was this like a fuck you, I'm going to take your child and give him a different path than the one that you're Anna Nicole? I didn't I didn't do anything. I just kept staring right at Ed. But you were, that was a burp though, right? Anna Nicole? It was. Should we take a call? <laughs> I think we should take a call. Let's just try so to you're, 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 just try to handle your gases going forward if you can. Your conjecture is that my uncle and my father hated each other. Maybe. That's what I'm wondering, you know. They were you know, they were like Bo and Luke Duke. You know, Bo and Luke Duke from the, from the Dukes of Hazard. From the Dukes of Hazard. So they, they were very tight mm, and they okay. you know, they were just a couple of good old boys. Never mean no harm. Never mean no harm. But so then, did your father, was he upset, though, that your my uncle... My uncle was like my this? father. Wait, what? My uncle was my father. You, wait, I, I understand. I follow that. <laughs> so. Where I'm from, I follow that. Okay. Yes, this, this, I did not know this. When I was your, alive, I had no idea, but... Your it, uncle got your mother pregnant. Wait. Oh, I see. My father was brother. I got my mother pregnant with me. Oh, my God. I what did a not scandal. know this at the time. Oh, my goodness. Not for, but it makes perfect sense. He was so interested in me and he saw potential and he wanted mm, to encourage it. I see. And he spent a lot of time at the house, obviously, like trying to raise you, trying to teach you. We trying to make small talk with my mother. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, how did you, did you, did you find out about this affair while you were still alive? No, or? only after I passed beyond the veil. Oh, my God. And so you figure this out. We. 
you know heavy stuff heavy stuff indeed yeah. but i mean did you have any kind of relationship with the guy that you thought was your father like did oh, you... i loved him yeah i love them both mm. Oh, that's but, nice. You At know, least they were both in your life. It was a complicated and difficult relationship because he wanted me to be a lawyer. Mm, yes, of course. And I did not want to study law. My art was in the art. Yes. Now, do you think that your uncle is the one that planted the seed or had you already been dabbling with art a little bit before that? Uh, art was everywhere in my life. Everywhere in your everywhere. life. Everywhere. Beautiful. I draw little pictures in the dirt with my foot. <gasps> me know? too. I also did foot Art. May I see your feet, <laughs> Anna Nicole? No. Uh, that sounds pervy. What? what? Why don't we just try to... We have to kill him. I don't want... What? Well, we have to kill Ed. What do you mean we have to kill... Let's take a call. Edward Monet. There's no calls. There's okay. no calls on the show. You guys know damn well there's no calls on the show. We just have like, to kill him. He it's has like a to good way to change feet, the subject. But there's okay. no contract. Wait, what do you mean has to see your feet? Now we have to he kill him. He has to see my feet, but there's no contract. And so what? There's... We have to kill him. That's not how contracts work. You don't have to have a contract. If there's no contract and I'm being asked to work, then... We have to kill him. Look, okay. Okay, let's... I'm already dead. Maybe we can... Maybe so we can just, let's call it... Oh, even. oh, okay. Maybe we can just pump the brakes a little bit. Okay. All right, because... Anna Nicole, I'm, I, don't, I apologize. I don't think that he did anything wrong. No, I We're wasn't not gonna upset. I was just following the rules. That's not a rule, though. It's not a rule if there's no contract and oh. somebody has to die. That's not a rule that I know about. Oh, it's different. I mean, but <laughs> have you ever modeled in, for Playboy? I have not modeled for Playboy. Well, neither have I. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's a thing that happens at Playboy. Who knows? I wish we could ask someone. I wish we could. Let's go back to, uh, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. And my guests today are 20th century American model and television personality, Anna Nicole Smith. Hello! Not you, okay. Edouard Manet. And 19th century French modernist painter, Edouard Manet. Oh, yes, please, that's me. Now. You own the joke now. Okay. <laughs> now, Anna Nicole Smith, there is a gap in the Wikipedia between when you were working at Jim's Crispy Fried Chicken and right. when you started working in modeling and stripping mm -hmm. as well. So let's go back to, um, you know, it's 1985. Yeah. You know, you're with the future. No, the past, Anna Nicole. Opposite. <laughs> but back then it was the future. No, back then it was the present. Unless it was you're talking the future. about unless you're talking about before nineteen eighty five. I remember it like it was yesterday. Okay, please tell. Everything <laughs> was like really fast. Mm. And everything just moved so fast. It was like a blur. Like the cars were so big, it was like hippos. <laughs> Just running wild. Mm, that yet, like, sounds like the future to me, right, Edward? And it used oh, to yeah. be, when, you know, dinner took a long time. Mm -hmm. But in the future back then, dinner happened so fast, fast, fast. Three minutes, and you, you, you cut a slit on the top, and then you cut. And then suddenly. For three minutes, and then, then you remove the plastic wrap, mm -hmm. and then you just cook for one minute, mm -hmm. and then. Are you ready? And then you're ready to eat. And then no, <laughs> no. Then you pull it out and then you let it sit for one minute. Okay. Then you stir it, and then you eat it. This is how you would cook a TV dinner in 1985. Exactly. Yes. And you know what? We have not improved upon this technology. Disagree. In uh, 34 nope. years. Disagree, because now you can throw something in the microwave and you can just cook it for a little while and then take it out and eat it right away. There's mm. no, there's no cutting the slit and then putting it back in and then come. Bringing it out and then letting it sit for a little while. That doesn't while. sound right. I don't think it you're is doing right. It, right. it is. Mm -hmm. uh, so, 1985, you're waitressing at Jim's Crispy Fried Chicken. You meet yeah. a cook named Billy Wayne Smith, and you decide to get married. Well, you were 17 years old. What? What, what do you mean, well? 
I don't know how much of a, like, I decided. It was more like we just, we felt like we had to. You felt like you had to. How come? I, well, I was pregnant. Oh, I see. Shotgun yeah. wedding. I know. As they say, you didn't want to be a ruined woman, as they say. <sighs> yeah, you I know? guess I wanted it to be done right. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. You know, 1985. The it future. Was, it was different back then. Okay. Manet. It was better when I did it. Manet. <laughs> I was trying too hard. Please gross. don't burp into these mics, guys. We're doing a show for people. <laughs> that's why no one's calling. That's just, no, that's not why no one's calling. It's because no, no one knows we're on the air right now. Nobody knows. No one's aware that the recording is happening. That's the reason why there's no calling. That's happening. Anna Nicole, what happened to? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So to my pregnancy, you get, it happened. Yeah, she had the child. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, this was your first child, of course. Yes. Uh, you and Billy Wayne Smith. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, at one point, so you're working at this 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 restaurant, this uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim's Crispy Fried Chicken. At one point, do you start to redirect? And you're like, at one point, you're working at a strip club. We know that. Right. And then you later go on to modeling. Right. So, at one point, does that transition happen? Like, how does that how does that occur? Sure. Um, I was driving one night. Mm. I took myself out to see a movie to relax. That sounds nice. A little self-care. And then I I was watching something. I want to say it was like like RoboCop 2 or something. And I thought, mm. hey, I can do that. Wait, I can sorry, do that. What? You were watching RoboCop 1 or 2. 2 and or you 3. Thought, and you <laughs> By myself. And I... It, I, it was probably the first one. Because probably because this first is 85. Yeah. 87. Well, I'm going to let the experts argue that <laughs> at home. But I was watching a movie and I just the whole time I could barely pay attention to the plot. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can do that. Mm. And so I got in my car and I just didn't stop driving. Now, when you say you can do that, you meant acting, right? Yeah. Okay. And so then you begin your modeling career. Was that the, you? you thought modeling was going to be your way into acting. That was always your goal, is what yes. you're saying. Oh, wonderful. And it's so wonderful that that worked out then because you then did eventually have acting work that came from your modeling career. Yeah, I just dro- I got in my car after RoboCop mm-hmm. and I just kept driving and driving and driving and then I got into an accident. Oh, no. I know. It did that affect you? <laughs> I'm shaken, but I know you came out okay, so it's only so much. Yeah, we know well, how the story is. Not without a few bumps and scratches and cracks. Mm. Oh. I fractured my tailbone. Oh, that's such oh, a shame. Let's take a look at the tailbone. Edward. What? Edward. What? Come on. Oh, I'm going to ask you to be more of a gentleman. He reminds me of this orthopedist I had to stop <laughs> seeing out in Queens because he did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Yeah. Don't let's try to be not a creep to okay, the guest. Yeah, just I, I, I'm a curious, attentive listener. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, so <laughs> you hurt, you fractured your tailbone. I fractured my tailbone mm-hmm. and then. I thought I couldn't drive anymore because I couldn't keep sitting and driving. Mm-hmm. So I had to get out where I was. And I was in Arizona. And so I thought, well, I certainly can't act here. But thank goodness a savior appeared and at the gas station and said, I am a photographer. Mm-hmm. And so maybe we can at least do that. So I could arrive in L.A. with photos. So I took some photos right there at, at the, the gas, gas station. station. Oh, wonderful. It was really nice. It was a good mix of like... You know, high, low, like high fashion, but low, low, low level location. (laughs) 
it was a good mix. That's good a good contrast. I like that. Juxtaposition. Wait, so you're just sitting there with your fractured tailbone? Well, I wasn't sitting if you were paying attention. Obviously, you <laughs> I, weren't sitting. So I had to just stand there at the gas station till I you got better. You didn't want to go to the hospital to try to get this fixed? Or? Oh, Jared. <laughs> do you know nothing at no, all? No, I was being naive. There's nothing you can do about a fractured tailbone. You I have didn't to just, know that. You have to just wait for it to stop well, hurting. I figured you would at least go to the hospital after your car accident to get checked out and make sure there's no internal bleeding or anything. Oh, no, no. It was it was totally isolated to the tailbone. Mm, okay. Well, I'm glad that everything worked out. The steering wheel didn't go into my stomach or anything, which can happen. That can happen. So if you're listening, be careful about your steering wheel puncturing your insides when you're getting into car accidents. It happened to my dad. It happened to you. <laughs> it really did. Let's go back over to uh, Edward Manet for just a moment. Uh, so your father gave up on law school. We yeah. gave up on on sending you to law school because he tried to get you to join the Navy, mm-hmm. and you failed the Navy exam twice <gasps> on purpose. Uh, that is what my question was going to be. Did you tank it on purpose? I tanked it on purpose. Okay. So what is this exam like then? What were, what were some of the things that they asked you to do? I'm imagining there's like some knot tying or first yeah, they take you, know, you like, out on a dock. Okay. And they say, okay, one of these things is land. One of these things is water. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to give you a couple minutes to think about it. This seems to me, if I if I was administering this test, this would be where I was like, this is the test to see who doesn't even want to be here. Because I, this question is so easy. You know, education system was very bad. Mm, very bad. I see. So you never know. So they said, which one is water? Which one is it land? We'll give you a couple of minutes to think about it. And uh, so I thought about, uh, you know, I knew I was going to point at the land when they said, which one is the water? And mm. that's what I did. And they just like, uh, so they failed okay. you. Okay. Right. Well, there was a series of questions. Oh, so that wasn't the one that was just an automatic fail? No. Because no. again, it should be. <laughs> it should be. If you, three, if you get three out of five, you're in. Really? Okay, so what was one of the next questions? Second question. Which one of these is a boat? Mm. And they would point at the car and they would point at the end by car, of course, meaning a horse. Okay. And then they would point at the boat and mm-hmm. they would say, we'll give you a couple of minutes. And did you take that question as well? I, po- I pointed, I got I got real nervous and I pointed at the boat. And Wait, I why did you point at the boat if you were trying to fill the, the test? I got, the, I, I got that mixed up. <laughs> yeah. I got real mixed. I got so you up. honestly didn't know the difference that you, you were trying to fail. I was trying to fail, but I was like, oh, which one did they ask? Did just they ask the which one is the horse or which one is the boat? Questions that have a 50% success rate is that your chances of just getting it right by guessing are... So high, yeah. you know? So I got the I'm one and one. I'm sweating, Jared. I'm of sweating. Course. So they say, okay, question three. <gasps> Do you want a cigarette? And Ooh, that. interesting. No. Open, I'm not sure open, no, 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 question. I don't want a cigarette. <laughs> no, those are bad. Yes, wow. you definitely shouldn't smoke. But what was, I don't understand what the point of that question was, but tell us what happened. Well, I, I was sweating and I said, uh, no, yes, no, and uh, yes. And then they gave me a cigarette. It turns out that wasn't one of the questions. It they was were, just, do you want just a cigarette? just being polite. Oh, okay. That makes Second sense. Second question, what outranks mm-hmm. uh, private, private? Is it a general or uh, pirate? <laughs> Or any, or any other rank. It's a pirate. A pirate always wins. I've done many photo shoots with pirates. Oh, yeah? Pirates always win. Gotcha. So according to Anna Nicole Smith, the, the highest rank in the Navy is pirate. is pirate. After Admiral. Can you say pirate anymore? You can definitely say pirate. That's not a slur. <laughs> it's like, That's not, not a slur. I wasn't sure. We, are, no, we prefer to be referred to as ocean, o- ocean thieves. Mm. I ocean, feel like that's worse. Ocean, ocean thieving Americans. Well, so I get, I get that question. It, it was which outranks which, pirate, or I'm sorry, pi- private or 
general. And general. I said, I said, private outranks general. And they were like, okay, this kid's definitely. Gotcha. Then, yeah, he the one does not want to be here. Then you had to get one more question the, wrong, of the, course. Yes. And the next question they held out, they said, pick one. And one was uh, one of those, uh, one of those uh, things on the boat that spins around and tells you where you're going. A compass? The wheel. No, oh. a neither one of the sextant. <laughs> so, so a man came out holding a sextant and mm-hmm. a woman came out and she was holding a set of paintbrushes and they said, walk towards the one that, that you, you feel want. more drawn to. Okay. And I walked towards the paintbrushes and that was an honest answer. Wow. And, and so that was your third strike. That, three, three strikes, that means you can't be in the Navy. But then again, you took the test again. Yeah. After that. This time I was like... What was the point that one of is taking definitely it a second a boat time? And I pointed it at seems the so obvious that you didn't want to be there. <laughs> they even gave you the paintbrushes. To, like, walk towards the paintbrushes. That's what you want instead. Yeah. Change in leadership lowered their standards. They lowered, lowered even more than that. Two out of five, you get right, you're in. Gotcha. So you really had to tank so this I one really hard had to, but, but conversely, more pressure. <laughs> More so pressure. yeah, so but I squeaked by, I squeaked out of it. Man, I'm yeah, I'm real, and and we're all of course so glad that you did. Me too. Um, last question about that is, you know, if you had gone to the navy, if mm-hmm. if you had been forced to, did you have any kind of like love for the sea, love of traveling? Would you at least have been able to, you know, uh, make the best of a bad situation if you if you had joined the navy? I can always make the best of any bad situation. So if if I had to join the navy, who knows? I might have ended up like. Uh, you know, Gauguin or mm. ended up a painting Polynesian. Or a pirate. Or a pirate. The highest rank that they I'm can back, get I'm in, back. The, in the Navy. Welcome I'm back. back. I went, I had to go outside for a minute. I didn't even notice that you were gone. That's how good of a guest you are being when you're not on the air. It was so good. I, I had to pop out. I was really hungry. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you got some food. Uh, we You should have waited because we're having a break right now. Uh, so we will take a short break and uh, we will be right back with Edward Manet and Anna Nicole Smith on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Hey, everybody. Just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars. Leave a comment. Tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us. Whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super fun and I want that money. Also, go check out jaredbernson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are 20th century American model, actress, and television personality, 1993 Playmate of the Year. Why are you pointing at me? No, I'm not (laughs) pointing at you, Edward Manet. I'm pointing at Anna Nicole Smith so that she knows... That I'm talking about her, yes. and you don't think I'm talking about you. Okay. Can I be the co-host? Can you be the co-host? Yeah, I just feel like I've been working so much today for free. And you think that if you were the co-host, you would work less? Is that No, what? no, I just feel like 
I should. It's kind of like being an executive producer. Okay. So I think I, I think I deserve a bump already here. Well, here's the thing. So I will host the show because we definitely want to ask you questions and find out about your <gasps> life. But I mean, if you think of questions that you want to ask Manet, like you should feel free. That's the reason why I have two people on the show at the same time. When the time. credits roll, can I be co-host? You want me to to, to credit you as co-host of the show? Yeah. Absolutely, Anna okay, Nicole. Good. I promise you I will do that. Uh, and we also have on the show 19th century French modernist painter, a pivotal figure in the transition from realism to impressionism, Edouard Manet. <gasps> That's me. Oh, my is. God. I can't believe you were shocked by that. I was pointing <laughs> to him the entire time. I was just kidding. I wanted. I was just making a joke. Well, that's a good joke then. <laughs> uh, let's go back over to Anna Nicole Smith for just a moment. So let's let's jump ahead to 1991. Christmas. Okay? <laughs> Christmas 1991. I'm ready to I talk about it. Wait, hold I'm, on. I'm ready to talk about Tell it. Tell us what happened, because I am curious now if there's something did impress The holidays. If something happened during Christmas of 1991 that was particularly special that we think that you think people should hear about. I did. I my my family was making up all the hanging up all the stockings on the mantle. Okay. And it came time for me to uh, go into my stocking mm -hmm. and guess what was inside? What was inside? A couple pencils with like shamrocks on them. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> and they were kind of iridescent but unsharpened so you couldn't use them yet. And they weren't mechanical. You had to sharpen them. Was Is that it? <laughs> no. No? No. Is that okay. it? We were, pencils? we were poor but we weren't animals. I don't mean is that all you got. I mean is that all that happened? No. On that we'll get to the part that's that you think. I just want to say, pencils about. are a powerful thing. Yeah, You're they not, are because you can paint with nothing you, to sneeze. You at. can draw with them. Thank you can you. create art. There was at the bottom of the stocking, mm -hmm. just when I thought there was nothing else in the stocking, there was a nose flute, one of those plastic things that you put in your nose and you blow, and, and then, then you then blow you, out and it makes noise. It makes little noise. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was trash, so I threw it away. And I've, I've regretted it because then my mom came in and was like, what did you think? Well, what did you think? <laughs> what did you think? Okay. And, and I said, I, I, was, I got three pencils. I like them, Mama. And then I oh. realized I... <laughs> I threw away the big present. The big present was the nose flute. She said, no, the the flute, the, the instrument. Mm -hmm. And then we never spoke again. You never spoke again and after that? And then that ruined your relationship with your mother because you threw away the, the nose flute. It's probably why I started doing porn and stripping. Oh, my God. Really? I think I just now figured out it. I figured it out. That's incredible to hear that. I mean, that we know the inciting incident then because you were just going to be an actress. You were just going to be a model. Yeah. But you have this traumatic experience with your mom mm -hmm. that makes you feel like the only way that you can succeed and is... And get that love back. And get that love back is by being a stripper. Mm -hmm. And maybe... Taking some naked photos. I know. Well, wow. being vulnerable, I because I didn't learn vulnerability in that moment that I would have learned through making music. Oh, right. That's right. Mm. Oh, my God. Now, it's incredible that you would say that because 1991, 
you were 24 years old. Yeah. Okay. And so you're saying this, this all this happened on Christmas Day. Yeah. Okay. And so then, also in 1991, you meet the man who would eventually become your second husband while working at the strip club. So in the seven days, six days between the Christmas 1991 mm-hmm. and the end of 1991, New Year's Day, yeah. you get a job at a strip club and meet... The man that would be your second husband, all in that five days. I mean, it's peak season. It's peak. Oh, that's right. A lot of lonely people. Peak season. In between the holidays. That makes a lot of sense now that yeah. I think about it. Yeah, I met my husband. J. Howard Marshall, Yuck. the oil billionaire. Yeah, gross. Now, so you did not like him is what you're saying. No. I. I, this is the first time I feel safe to say that here on this show. Oh, yeah, please, please. This is this, this is what the show is for. <laughs> yeah, surrounded by men <laughs> in this dirty, well, dirty, dirty think, building. No, I don't can, think. Well, let's all shit on the room. You can feel it. Dirty space. Come with, on. With, with like a torso of a mannequin over this there. This is, okay, this is, I feel like you're not being fair to the space. We are We are a community radio station. We we operate based on donations from the community and from grants. And so we do what we can. Grants. Grants, that's right. Grants means like thousands, right? No, that's grand no, with I, a D. I know, I meant like, <laughs> but to call something a grant, doesn't it have to be like significant? Manet, do you know? Because I think that a grant could be anything. Couldn't it be five bucks if it's a grant? A grant can be anything. Yeah, a grant. five bucks. Did you ever get any grants when you, were, one... when you were painting, Edward Manet? I was once granted a garter belt. You were, ooh, interesting. So if, you had... if grants is $5, then I'm the queen of grants. <laughs> Nonstop grants. Night and day I get grants. Grant is five bucks. That's embarrassing. That's not it's a not grant, exclusively that's a tip. It's not exclusively five dollars. But we're tip. saying a grant could be anything. No, a grant has to be a grant is five grand or I, more. I want to know more about your relationship with your second husband, but I want to go over to Edward Monet for just a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. let's talk a little bit I about I need a break. Okay. So Oh, she left. I'm gonna talk oh well, I guess she's getting some food or something. I hope she comes back if she has a question or anything. Uh, so you open your first art studio when you're 24 years old. Uh, you begin painting. You don't have any notable success for a few years. Uh, your style in this period is characterized by, according to the Wikipedia, loose brush strokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you be able to describe, I know this isn't a visual medium, but would you be able to describe for us what that means, like loose brush strokes, how that affects the painting? Maybe like if somebody was like looking at a painting and they would go, oh, well, I can tell this is loose brush strokes because of X, Y, or Z. You know how when you get the coloring book, mm-hmm. there's okay. a line, hard lines, and you have to color inside the lines? Yes. Imagine coloring the coloring book, but there are no lines. Oh, okay. And you have to just, and the, and the paper is canvas, and the crayons are paint. Okay. Well, that describes all painting, right? Because all, no, no painting comes with, like, lines of what okay. you're supposed to be okay, painting. No. Yeah, that's a really good point. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. Imagine you're out on a lake. Okay. Uh, and it's it's foggy in the morning. Foggy morning. And gotcha. you look out and you that's okay. But all right. You your brush strokes are like the fog because everything is blurry. 
Oh, okay. So I'm back. Loose, welcome back. You don't have to announce that if you don't want to. Well, I wanted everyone at home to know I'm back. Okay, so Anna Nicole Smith is back in the studio, and uh, Mane has just described what loose brush strokes mean. I think what they're asking is, okay, how do you achieve this effect? Ooh, okay, yeah. How okay. do you achieve that effect? So it it comes from the attitude mm. of like. Um, I don't give a shit. Oh, you know, so it's like, boy. so it's like I have a painting of myself, a self-portrait. If you look mm-hmm. at it, you look at the hand, it's barely even. Like, there's a one paint stroke to to uh, to uh, delineate the sum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sum is the the thumb opposable sum. Yes, of course. Uh, and uh, that's it. But if you look close, you can. It's just brown. It's just brown. It's just brown. It's because uh, it's like you get the face. That's the money shot. You're sort of like everything saying, else is like I don't give a shit. You're saying to your audience, you do the work. Yes. You know, I'm gonna do a little bit. The and face. Then... The face is the money shot. <laughs> face is the money shot. <laughs> wow, that's fascinating. I mean, I'm so glad that. I mean, was that a conscious choice? Where you like oh, all wait, these yeah. other painters? They're 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 working so hard to make a painting that looks like a thing. And they're not giving the audience the chance to work at figuring out what the painting is. If you make the audience work, they're gonna think you're very confident. That's right. You know, it's like it's like oh, I don't have to. Oh, there's a quarter on the floor. I got to draw all the all the lines in the quarter. No, mm-hmm. who does that? Someone insecure. Yeah. Okay. And nobody wants to buy painting from insecure painter. So people like it, like the chase. You know, like if a Where? if a girl just kind of throws herself at you. That's a, my paint you know, exactly. Exactly like, right, John. I don't think my I like paintings this girl. play hard to get. Your paintings play hard to get. That's yes. what loose brushstrokes. And mean. your eye is the drunk finance guy <laughs> trying to hit on my painting. My painting's like you better. That's so interesting. You bet the pony up. That we call that loose brushstrokes when loose women opposite. is the opposite. Exactly. Loose women make it too easy it's very for you. Fun. It's very funny. I've thought about that a lot. Interesting. It's flipped in the art world. Wait. Fascinating. Okay, so you wanted to make people work more for your paintings. Wait. So let's talk about your first painting that got into the salon, the, mm. big, the big gallery that everybody wants to get in in Paris. Um, you had this one painting that got in. You were 29 years old. It was a portrait of your father. So old. Who had... <laughs> old, old, old. Well, you married ready a to, much older man. Ready to retire. 29. Yeah, Can't your, do anything. Your husband was 89 years old how, when you married him. How old him. was J.H. Hoover, uh, I think Hoover his name was. or whatever. His name was not Hoover. J.H. Uh, Baron Oil. It was... Um, it was... It was... Looking over here. It was here. like... You, do you not remember your husband's name? I think Anna it was Coleman? Howard. 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 Uh, it was J- James J. Howard Marshall. Marsh. I was. I, think, right. I, I yeah. think I said that. You were so close. I think I said that. Okay. We'll so re- yeah. Let's rewind. Your husband. Your second husband was way older than twenty nine years old than Manet was. I know, but to be a painter at twenty nine, you might as well end it all. I don't think so. Sometimes it takes people a while to to get a foothold in their industry, regardless of what it is, be it, be it business or novels, whatever. We got to give people room to breathe, I think. I don't know. I feel like that's just how it is in showbiz. Is that what was happening with the other Impressionists? If they hadn't made it by 29, they were all retiring. Edward Manet? Well, well, sometimes they would retire, but sometimes uh, they would stick it out, you know? You know, I'm glad that they stuck it out. Yes. I am, because that then we got so many more great works 
as artists developed. How do you have a lot of art in your home? You have all the impressionists hanging in your home. No, but I'm a great admirer of the impressionists. Thank oh. you, Anna Cole Look, Smith. I'm not going to lie. Who's I was your favorite? Anyway, getting all this sass <laughs> from you. Who's my favorite impressionist? You know what? I'm going to have to go for... Don't flatter me just because I'm in the room. Well, you technically were... You said that you did not care to be grouped in with the impressionists. That was a, a oh. quote that I got off your Wikipedia. Yeah, so don't flatter me. So, by, I will not, so I'm not going to say you. But don't try to flatter me because it won't be flattering. I'm not going to say you then because I don't want to group you in with the but impressionists. But also don't say Monet because I will get up. I will not say I will, Monet. I, I will I physically gonna say hit you. I, no, I was going to say Monk. I was going to say Monk is my favorite impressionist. Oh. Yeah. Ed, Edvard Monk. Wow. The Scream. Yeah. The Scream. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. You're not. You're not crazy about it, Manny. No. no? That, that was too loose. Is that so? He, he's making the audience work a little too much for it. <laughs> yeah. That that feels that feels desperate in the opposite way. <laughs> you gotta give me something. Monk. Give me something, Monk. Yeah. At least paint skin that look like skin. Okay. So, Ugh. 29 years old. This is a painting of your father mm. who had been paralyzed by a stroke. Mm. And this was the painting that got admitted into the salon. Yes, which well, the painting that you did technically, my uncle. That yes, that's right. Technically, technically your uncle. Younger, yes. But here's the thing: is that your father? You still thought he was your father at this point in your life. Oui. He did not want you to be an artist. Mm -mm. He has a stroke. He's paralyzed. He can't speak. And so you go to his house and paint him. Oui. That seems like a slap in the face. That seems like a fuck you. Was that a fuck you? We, had a, we had a complicated relationship. Oh yeah, father son stuff. It can be really, it can be really dense. It can be tough, like yeah. Anna Nicole. You know, parents can be tough. Yeah, yeah. parents can be tough, Anna Nicole. Mm -hmm. You know about that. I do. So I'll be honest. I went there with the intention of rubbing it in his face. Did you not know that he had had a stroke? I knew. I knew okay. he had a stroke. Yeah. And I went there and I said, I'm going to rub this in his face. Mm -hmm. You can't do anything. I'm going to paint you, you little tiny man. <gasps> You small, no imagination, this little man. This is exactly what I thought was going on. But I get there and something crazy happened. Ooh, what happened? You I asked see to that see his tailbone. I see. <laughs> you did the pervy. You asked to, to see his To my father? Tailbone. No, I did not. No, I did not ask to I see my father's did, tailbone. I think you did, but... No. <laughs> I think I you not. did. No, Anna Nicole, you are really not what I expected. <laughs> I thought we would hit it off, but I don't you know. You know what? I That's neither here nor there. So do you, you said your father did not ask. You did not ask to see your father's tailbone. But I looked what into his. Happen? I looked into his helpless, cloudy eyes, and mm. I saw a soul. Oh my! And then I knew that uh, God was our real, and so I tried to bring that into into the painting. And I think the jury, the selection jury of the of the. Uh, the gallery the, the Caesars they felt the same they way they feel it because I mean, a great it, painting Jarrett. sounds powerful the way you're describing a it a great really painting Jarrett don't interrupt me a great <laughs> painting a great painting a truly great painting mm -hmm. you feel something you it's not just technically like oh wait, here's a fear line fear or feel Fe I hope both Steelers choice I, I hope scared both. or does it inspire emotions or it, both it, I, yeah, it scared is an emotion is scared an emotion? Of course it is. I don't know if scared is an emotion. Of course scared is an emotion. You know what? I'll give it to you. Scared is an emotion. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, it invokes multiple feelings in you. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it sounds very powerful. Uh, you oh, were listening. that was so, so dismissive. Wait, no. Other... <laughs> I'm not being dismissive. I thought you the way you described it was very powerful. You and know I... what? Jared probably got an email. He had to check his email. I wasn't oh. checking my email. I was going over my questions to see if there's anything I had follow-ups <gasps> ready. Like David Letterman. What do you mean like David Letterman? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean like so David you're, Letterman? So you're saying that the only other frame of reference that you have for a person looking at interview questions is David Letterman? Yeah. And you're saying I was doing... He what? did it so like 
conspicuously, like he always had a big old note card. Yeah, and he would not be shy about looking no, at his questions. No, and he'd questions. be upset. What do you mean he'd be upset? Like frustrated, exasperated with the questions. It was so it, funny. It was pretty funny. He was wonderful. He was a joke. You know, he's dead now. If uh, He's not dead now, actually. <laughs> he's dead now. He's definitely not dead. He's only retired. If you're just joining us, this That's is famous. dead. This is famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. And my guests today are 19th century French modernist painter Edouard Monet. Hello. And 20th century American model and television personality Anna Nicole Smith. Bonjour. Let's talk <laughs> a little bit about your, uh, your husband. Yeah. Uh, so you were saying before we spoke to... To Manet for a little bit, that you did not care for your husband, the right. 89-year-old billionaire. Yeah. And now people were saying when you married him that you were just marrying him for the money. You know, is that the case? Anna Nicole Smith. And at the time, mm-hmm. what did I say? You said, no, I'm really in love with him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this might shock the world. <laughs> Everyone who lives in this gross dirty building or works here whatever this is this gross grant funded Anna building Nicole Smith five dollars be nice <laughs> about the space I almost cut my hand on the door coming in there's so many pokey things so many pokey things I it's there's no loose nails or anything it's a regular door I don't know it's a it's, fine door it's like I'm coming into the hull of a broken down ship <laughs> and I don't know if I'm ever going to escape Okay, so this is you say what you what you're gonna say about your husband is oh. gonna shock everybody in the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone at home listening to this on their radio by the fire, scoot closer. <laughs> I <laughs> I married him for the money. Wow! I married him for the money. Wow! Wow! What an admission! I know that is a Radio Free Brooklyn famous dead people exclusive. I know. I Anna married Nicole him for Smith the money. Married <clears throat> the eighty-nine-year-old billionaire for the money. But the real twist is, mm-hmm. the real twist is, I said that right there at the strip club when he was giving me a grant, and mm-hmm. I said, "Wait, we." <laughs> I said. I will take your grant. He of wasn't course. giving you a grant, Anna Nicole Smith. Of course, he was giving I'll take... you some money. Yeah, right? five. Yeah, but that's not a grant. You said it, not me. No, I said a grant could be as little as five dollars. That okay? I think, but again, we don't know. We're we don't really know splitting the case. Well, I thought I knew, but so he was tipping you money, and you were right. saying, "I'm only in this for the money," and he was asking he you to said, marry him. He's and I said, "I will do it for the money," and he said, "Okay." Okay. Well, at least he knew it was. He up. knew, but then together mm-hmm. we agreed. We went out for a nice dinner, mm-hmm. and we agreed. We agreed to two things. No sex, only 10 kisses, and... Total lifetime? <clears throat> total lifetime. And uh, I would have to say I did it for love. Mm. Married him for love. Gotcha. Why did they marry you? Why do you think? Looks. But, I mean, if you're not going to have sex... <laughs> no, companionship. He wanted someone to bounce ideas off of. What do you mean bounce ideas off of? He was running a huge business. And so he needed, like, help with his business, like, to flush out ideas? You know ideas? how sometimes... I mean, you have a girlfriend, right? Yes, I do. And you know how sometimes... Manet, you have someone? I have uh, I have had someone's. You have your paints? I've had the women. Okay. What do you mean you have had in the past? I say. I've had in the past. Gotcha. They're women. dead? Multiple women. Long oh. dead, long dead. Okay, okay. <laughs> so you know when you come home from a long day of work and you're stressed or you get like a stressful 
letter <laughs> or email. I don't want to say email, but letter. You get a letter that says, oh, my God, this is due tomorrow at noon. Oh, my goodness. And you, you want to work it out with your partner. You just want to vent. And, and then you want to write a response back, a response letter mm-hmm. back or an email. <laughs> back. Who do you run it by? You run it by your partner, whether or not they're in that business. Gotcha. So he needed someone he could vent to, to run it by and be like, oh my goodness, I just, what, is this okay? Do I sound a little too mean? Do Mm -hmm. I sound too wussy and weak? Do I sound firmed? Is this good? He wanted someone to like run the correspondence by. That makes a lot of sense. And I mean, you guys didn't live together. So he would have to then right. like go to your house and bounce these ideas to off my of you condo. Person, to your condo, yeah. yeah. So, so he didn't marry you for your looks. No, just companionship, I guess. Just companionship. Okay, because I because I said why did he marry you, and you said why do you think? And I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm supposed to think to bounce ideas off of you. Is I thought it was going to be to uh, bounce something else, if you know what I mean. Uh, Hello there, right? You mean sex? nobody? You what mean sex? I was gonna. Uh, about sex you know i was deriding you for being a per- pervy creep now i'm making inappropriate jokes i apologize you know this is oh, i'm usually fine. better than this it i'm usually be, more professional fine. than this it's fine for it's fine. you <laughs> it's okay i'm sure let's go the letters will be coming in, in <laughs> let's, my take a, let's take a call you know what it is that brings out the that sexual harassment energy. What? It's this building. It's I don't this think dirty, so. dirty I don't building. Think so. I don't think you're being pretty, pretty hands on the door. It's this dirty building I that disagree. brings that out oh. in you. I think, I think you know. I think we're doing really well with what we have. We are a community radio station. <laughs> no, it's station. not your fault. It's well. I mean, I'm part of the community. It's my responsibility. I feel like you're knocking me because I am a part of this community. Yeah. I think I'm just used to like a little more elevated. Experience. Of course. Well, yes. You, you, you had an incredible career. You know. Fine. You were wine and dined by yeah. some very wealthy men. Cheese, cheese, of course. Let's go. Uh, I want to make sure we fit Liver. in a couple more questions. Uh, so let's go back over to Edward Monet for just a moment. Uh, so I want to ask you about some of your famous paintings. Uh, so there were a series of paintings that you did uh, that were rejected by the salon. Yes, they were all, very competitive. Which salons all, were very competitive. Yes, this is, I understand. They all featured a naked woman and fully clothed men. Mm-hmm. There was Luncheon in the Grass, which had two fully dressed men and a naked woman. Uh, there was The Tempest, featuring a one fully dressed man and a nude woman. And then there was Pastoral Concert with two fully clothed men, one naked woman. They're all playing musical instruments. And then there was also a naked woman standing behind them. Right. What was the deal with this theme of men in clothes and women are naked in nature? It it was something out okay. It's very simple. I know you're thinking I'm a pervert or something. I'm trying to. Say I mean, something. just based on the way that you're acting towards Anna Nicole Smith. I don't know what you mean by that, <laughs> but it's very simple. I did not like women's fashion at the time. Oh, interesting. So I loved right, men's fashion. Right, right. The fashion. I loved men's fashion. The suit and the bowler hat, mm, mm-hmm. the pointy shoes, and the men would come in, the women would come in. I would say, well, this won't do. Yeah. Please remove your clothes. Women only. Interesting. And so, would you tell your models like bring in a lot of different things because I said, give me. Know, options. I'm very give picky me about the, what my what my female models wear. Yes, oh. I say, give me options. Mm. I want to put clothes on you. I thought it was because men are so and the men gross to look at, <laughs> and so you, we gotta cover them up, cover them up. Oh right. yeah, was there any of that? Like I I could paint the female naked form because it's beautiful, but the male naked form is so disgusting. Listen to me, Jared. I can paint mm. anything. You can paint anything. anything. But I became in the men, I would say, change nothing. 
change nothing they just looked so good in their You're clothes real put together guy wow. wow and the women i would say oh, try something else try something no else. no female and I, was like, I want to put clothes on you i want to put clothes on you but this is our dreck and garbage and we're losing the light mm -hmm. you know i like to paint during magic hour when we're there the was light. another famous painting of yours where you had it's called i think olympia olympia uh where you had a prostitute laying naked on a bed that's your assumption and well that's what the wikipedia said there was a prostitute okay well anyone can and then us. there was a uh um, uh, a black woman who was sort of waiting on her and she was fully clothed. And so I guess my next question is when these models showed up for the painting day, did you not like what the naked woman was wearing, but you did like what the black woman was wearing. So you said you leave on your clothes. I like the way that the, what the white woman was wearing looked on the black woman. <laughs> so I had them switch and then I just burned the other dress. I said, this is, you're going to thank me. Wait, then the black woman me. didn't have anything to wear going home afterwards. Well, she didn't go home. What do you mean she didn't go home? She lived with me for the rest of her life. Wait, so then she just moved in with you? Yes, and then we were happy together for oh the rest my of God. our lives. Weird. Well, I think you were married at the time, right? Yes. Did, you, did your wife have any problems with that? Yes. <laughs> she hated it. She hated it. You know, that makes a lot of sense. But I'm glad that we figured this out, that a lot of the nudity in your painting just had to do with the fact that you didn't like what some people were wearing. I want... Yes. As, yeah. a, as you can see, evidence in that painting, I love women's fashion. You love women's fashion if it's right. If, if it's, it's right. If it's got to be, it's got to be perfect or just throw it away. Or throw it away. And I would rather paint you naked. Honestly, I would rather paint you naked. Honestly, than that. It's, it would be easier for me if they were wearing clothes. Mm -hmm. I'm back. Oh. Hello, I didn't I, I'm back. That's I'm just so Just hungry. in time. Just in time. Because and also, so I love... The female form. Of course. Let's it's be honest. Beautiful. It's so hungry. It's a work of art. <laughs> now, Anna Nicole, we have time for just one more question. Mm. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about your acting work. Ooh. So as we said before, you were modeling. Things were going great. You used yeah. that as a leg up to your acting career. Right. Uh, you had a few small roles, but then you also, in 1995, were given the opportunity to star in the film To the Toy Limit. Toy Story. No, not Toy Story. Oh. To the Limit, 1995. You played... Colette Dubois, a retired mm. spy, French. seeking revenge for your husband's murder. Yes. Okay. Now, I wanted to ask you, first of all, so you were married to the billionaire, the 89-year-old billionaire, yeah. for less, for, for like 13 months before he died. Right. And then oh, about... Thank God. About <laughs> Ooh, I thought it was going to be a while. Did they at least have good ideas? I mean, my grandma, my mm -hmm. grandma is still alive and she's in her hundreds. Oh, really? So I was really sca scared that you're going to have sense? to stay married yeah, to this guy for so a while. so I was scared. Oh, I see. But thank goodness he died in 13 months. I know. But then you're in this movie where you're seeking revenge for your husband's murder. Right. Wasn't that a little bit in poor taste to do a movie where your husband dies so soon after your actual husband died? I didn't murder my husband. Well, no, I'm not saying that you did, but it's still analogous. Like your husband in the movie was dead and your real life husband was dead. It does. It feels a little callous. <laughs> you're losing her, Jared. It feels a little callous you're to me. You're losing her. I mean, I feel like that's any movie. Like you've got mail. Is it bad that... Meg Ryan acts like that, like she never knows what's going on, even though she really is, doesn't know what's going on, and then she acts like she doesn't go. Are you not supposed to honor your real life? I'm just saying, if O.J. Simpson did a movie about his his wife dying so soon after the trial, I think it would be it would have been important. But taste. that's different. I think it would have been important. Why he is that different? He was on trial. That's right. Nobody and. <laughs> 
it's different. I didn't. I wasn't on trial. For the listener, she raised her eyebrows like, we don't know what happened there. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't on trial for murder. Listen, we were a little over time, but I'm just going to ask you because it seems like you're dancing around it. Did you murder your 89-year-old husband? I wish I did because that'd be more fun for the <laughs> listeners. But no, and no, I didn't murder him. Okay, well, that is a shame. And unfortunately, that is all the time that we he, have. He just got that old man flu. The old Oh, uh, pneumonia? No, old man flu. Do you know what she's talking about, Mene? Old man flu. All right. If it's if you say so, uh, that is unfortunately all the time that we have for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I would like to thank my guests, Anna Nicole Smith and Edouard Monet, for joining me in the studio today. Last question. Do either of you have anything that you're really big fans of that you want to tell people about to go check out, like Twitter accounts or comedy shows or anything? Uh, Edward Manet, anything you want to tell people about? Uh, you know what? The check out this is a wonderful sketch team called Newport. They perform at the Magnet Theater. They've got their... Final show of the season coming up. And then the best of the the best of the whole season. Magnet Theater. Magnetheater.com. And uh, Anna Nicole Smith, anything you want to tell people about? Yes. There's a really great toy store called FAO Schwartz. (laughs) And it's still around in New York. It used to be in San Francisco, but it's not there anymore. It's very sad. But thank God there's still one in New York next to that Apple store, the big glass box. That's all you want to tell people about, Anna Cole Smith? (laughs) Yeah. That's it? And they can go to at Lobster Bisque on Instagram and at the Rebecca Robles Show. Check out all that stuff. You can go to my website, jaredbarenstein.com. Check out my book, The Kelly and Conway Technique. If you're listening to this on the radio, please find the podcast. All the old episodes are on there, and they're hilarious. So rate, review, subscribe, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, yeah. New videos coming out every week. If you want to hit us up, you can uh, email us at famousdeadpeople uh, at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on and Radio donate. Free. Please radio donate. Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> please. Donate your grants. Get them out of this couple of grants. Two, two grants, if you like. At least a 10. Yeah. And uh, if you want to listen to fresh episodes, hit us. Uh, we're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Pants, like getting ready for this party they're going to, and he was just like, <laughs> like, oh he's like this super God. tall guy just like <sighs> and like it was just a funny and when I, Matt was like so what was he like I was like he was just like a seemed he was, pretty sad he was, he was really sad, sad. <laughs> he was like humming and ironing his clothes what a human yeah I, mm. I liked it anyway I'm ready and I'm probably gonna be like this like like probably like like that level <laughs> I think that's pretty good yeah. can I get a little more a little moss yeah oh hi oh god oh I wish I'd traveled more <laughs> before I died di- before I died mm, that sounds good and uh Dennis I think I'm going to go with Radio Free Brooklyn alright yeah it's through their nose <laughs> Rebecca, don't don't give him notes on his voice. It's his creative choice to do whatever he I'm likes. I'm just trying to take it to the next level. Let's get ready to be quiet. <laughs>